So, good morning, everybody. And Merry Christmas. I'd like to start by saying a big thank you to Pastor Rana for giving me uh, the opportunity to come and share this morning. Um, let's start by having a brief moment of prayer. <coughs> Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for this day. We thank you that we get to celebrate the birth of your son. We pray, Lord, that as we receive your word today, that your words will ring true in our hearts. May it bring about everlasting change by your grace through Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so we all read our Bibles, right? I was hoping for a bit of a better response. We all read our Bibles, right? Right. And because of that, we end up having favorite Bible verses. So um, I, my favorite, well, one of my favorite Bible verses is um, Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. Now, I know there are some who say they don't have a favorite Bible verse. The whole Bible is their favorite verse. And I'm like, including the, the genealogies? Because that's a bit, yeah. Okay. Well, last year, um, the charity World Vision um, did some research. So they wanted to find out what was the most popular Bible verse in every single country. What was the most bi popular Bible verse in the world? Now, I want you to take some time to think about that. What do you think the most popular Bible verse in the world? This, they literally surveyed every country. What do you think that verse is? Oh, right on the head. <laughs> John 3.16, exactly. That is the most popular verse in the Bible. Now, it's so popular, you find it in pop culture everywhere. You find it on motorways when you're driving. You will find it in um, sport, at sporting events. So if you watch the wrestling, you might see 316. That then became Austin 316. Um, you might find it at American football games. Um, on social media and TikTok, it's got 130 million views to it. On Instagram, it has over 280,000 different posts to it. So it is very popular, and I'm sure that on other social media platforms, it is very prominent there as well. Now, John 3.16 reads, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And that will be our verse for today. Now see, when we read this verse, there are a number of things that we can draw out, and it's all related to the, a gift. Now this word, verse only has 26 words in it, so it's quite short, but it's celebrated by theologians as containing the complete message of the gospel. And when I read through it, I thought, oh, okay, there are seven things in there. There is a giver of the gift, which is God. Now, some of these kids have received gifts this morning, and they have shared that with us. And there was a reason that they would have been given a gift. The same reason that God gives us a gift, and that is love. Now, the recipients or receiver of the gift. Here we have the children being the receivers, but we are receivers of God's love as well. So that is the world. And then there is the actual gift that is given, his one and only son, Jesus Christ. Now there is a way to accept and receive that gift, and that is to believe in him, to believe in Jesus Christ. And finally, the last two things, there is a purpose for that gift, and that is to save us from perishing, that is to save us from eternal death. And the result of that gift is eternal life. 
Now, here's the thing about a gift. You have two options. You can choose to accept it or to reject it. And these are the options which are available to us today. The same options were available when Christ walked the earth more than 2,000 years ago. Now, when Jesus came into the world, some accepted him and others rejected him. John states, he came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. And that's in John 1:11. Now, we can only imagine the rejection that Christ must have felt when he was rejected by his own people group, by his own creation. But the story doesn't end there. Because there were those that believed, there were those that received and accepted him as a gift. John continues in verse 12. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So as we read in 3.16, not only does he stop, um, prevent us from perishing and giving us eternal life, we've now been given a right to be called children of God. Now, sometimes you can get a gift that has more than one function or more than one purpose um, in the gift. And such is the gift of Jesus for those who accept and receive him. Now, John 3.16 says, Whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. But that is not all. We read in John um, 8.36 that he sets us free. He washes us clean of all the bad things we have done. And that's in John 1, sorry, 1 John 1, 9. He prepares a place for us, John 14, 2. Now, these are just a small fraction of what Jesus has done, what Jesus can do, and what Jesus will do for those that receive him, for those that accept him. Now, did you know that there are social rules around how you receive or how you give a gift? Black faces, right. So, in, in many countries, so um, in many African countries, for example, in the Middle East, in India, in Asia, your left hand is considered to be unclean because of, you know, doing a little, the wipes. Um, so, whenever you give or receive a gift, you have to give it with your right hand only. Unless it's too heavy, then you can receive it with both hands. Now, um, in certain East Asian countries, so for example in China, Thailand, Vietnam, um, you always have to receive or give a gift with both hands. So, Pastor Rana, if you step up and I would demonstrate how this looks. So, you can't give a gift just like, oh, here you go. You have to give it with both um, your hands and your palms facing upwards to give and to receive that gift. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Nothing special. <laughs> now, there are even um, rules around what color the wrapping paper can be, what day you can use a specific color. There are so many rules. But praise the Lord that there are no such rules in receiving Jesus Christ. We simply come with open hearts to receive him. Now, 1 John 1, 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. John goes on to further to say in um, 1 John 4.15, If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. 
And isn't that what we all want and need for God to live in us? Now, when did you last receive a gift that you not only wanted, but also needed? Now, or a gift that you didn't know you needed until you had it. See, there's a difference between a want and a need. A need refers to necessities or things that people require to survive. Food, water, clothing, shelter, these are all needs. A want refers to desires, things that, we, that people would like to have, but they are not needed for survival. Now, I remember when um, Phoebe, our, our eldest, was born, and um, a friend came from church to visit us, and she brought us, uh, she brought all of us a gift. So Phoebe had a gift, Lizzie got a gift, and I got a gift. And when I started opening my gift, um, she started apologizing, saying, oh, I wasn't really sure what to get you, because obviously whenever there's a new baby, it's always easy to buy for mum and for baby, but for dad, it's like, what, what, what do you get? And she got me a packet of socks. <laughs> but... Honestly, I was so happy. I, I, I was really, really happy because at that moment, my socks had some holes in it. I'm not going to lie. So I actually needed to get new socks, but I just hadn't had the time to go and get new socks. But she got me exactly what I needed in that time. And I was so, so thankful and so grateful to get these new ones. Now, see, Jesus Christ is the gift that we need. See, we want to be with God in heaven. But the only way to get there is through Jesus is not through anything that we can do in our own strength, in our own ability, or our own goodness. For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is a gift from God, not by works, so that no one can boast. And that's written in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8. So finally, before I start to close, when you receive a gift, what is the first thing you say? Thank you, exactly. We thank everyone for the gifts that we, we receive in our day-to-day -day lives. We thank our families, we thank our friends, we thank the people we work with. We even thank the people we don't really know, because sometimes they do something for us and we just say thank you. Now, how much more the one who gives us the gift of eternal life? When was the last time you said, thank you, God, for sending Jesus? Thank you for saving me. Thank you for the gift that leads to eternal life. To those of us who have already received and accepted this wonderful gift, let us remember to have a spirit of gratitude. I'd like to encourage each and every single one of us to live in and with an attitude of gratitude. Let's give thanks for the gift of Jesus each and every single day, not just at Christmas, not just at Easter, but every single waking day. So before you leave here this morning, take the time to say, thank you, God. Thank you for sending Jesus. And for those who might not have received this gift yet, the gift of life, you can do so right now. See, God doesn't put any restrictions on how you are to receive his gift. He doesn't say that you have to change or be perfect before you come to receive this gift. Instead, he says, come as you are, and let me make the change in you that needs to happen. Romans 10, 9 says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, 
and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So let me close in saying this. It won't always be easy, this life that we have chosen to follow Jesus. But it's certainly much, much easier with Jesus sharing the load. So let us thank God for Jesus. Amen. So, I pray. Um, if we just want to bow our heads, that would be great. So that if there is anyone here this morning who is celebrating the, the season that we're in, the season of giving, the season of Christ coming, but hasn't made that decision, hasn't taken that step forward in accepting and receiving that gift, this is your chance to say, Lord, I would love to receive you in my heart. And if you are here, if you'd like to make yourself known, that would be great. Thank you. Lord, we just want to say thank you for sending Jesus into this world. Thank you that we can be called children of God. Thank you that we are co-heirs with Christ Thank you, Lord, that you changed and turned our lives around. Thank you that we have found salvation and eternal life in you. Thank you that you make each and every single day a little bit better for us, Lord. Even when we're going through tough times, Lord, you are right there with us. Thank you for this season. May your, our th um, your thanks continuously be on our lips day in and day out. May we never cease giving you all the praise, all the glory for what you have done in our lives and what you continue to do in our lives and in the lives of those around us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you.